I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane Kumasi. Today's message is entitled, Which Resurrection? Our sermon today comes from Daniel chapter 12, verse 2. At least that will be the verse we begin with today. And Daniel chapter 12, verse 2 says, And many of them that sleep, in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. The term here in this verse, sleep, it's not necessarily what we think of when we go to bed at night. We talk about going to sleep. But this is referring to physical death. The Bible refers to that as being asleep in the dust of the earth. Why does it talk about it being asleep? Well, because that's not a permanent condition. The Bible says that from the dust of the earth, people will awake. They will come back to life. And it says some will go to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. When the Bible speaks about everlasting life, it is not referring to just the idea of having an existence. It's talking about a quality of life that is being with God. If you have everlasting life, you're going to be with God. We refer to heaven or going to heaven. And then it talks about a everlasting contempt. The word contempt means that someone despises you or counts you as worthless. So some people are going to rise from the dust of the earth and they will be in heaven with God. Others will rise from the dust of the earth and they will experience everlasting shame and contempt they will go to a everlasting lake of fire which burneth forever and ever. I know that many of you watching this program today, you are believers in God, whether you believe in the God of the Bible, whether you believe in some other religion, Maybe you're watching this show because you're searching for the truth. But if you believe the Bible, obviously you believe that there is an eternity. Most of you accept the fact that there's a heaven and that there's a hell. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about that one day every person who's ever lived will have to rise and give account to God. Some will go to heaven and some to hell. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 and 17, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. 
Now, the doctrine, there is a particular doctrine in Christianity, uh, a particular study, it's called eschatology. It's the study of future events or the study of last things. Things that the Bible tells us are going to happen in the future. And we don't have time on a 30-minute broadcast on Sunday morning to explain all of those events. But one of the things that we know is going to take place in the future, and it's the next future event in the plan of God, is that God is going to return for His church. God is going to come, the Bible says, in the air, and He's going to call those who sleep in Christ, those who have died having um, been a believer in Christ, they will rise. Those who are left on the earth at the time of His coming will join them and we will be taken up into the air to ever be with the Lord. This is often referred to as the rapture or God snatching away His children from the earth. And this is often referred to as the blessed hope of the believer. In Titus chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior, Jesus Christ. We are looking for His coming. And we're excited about it. We're hopeful. We have a positive outlook on life because we believe that He has gone to prepare a place for us. And if he's gone to prepare a place for us, he will come and receive us unto himself. The Bible teaches that in the first few verses of John chapter 14. The Bible also says in, verse, in chapter uh, 5 of 2 Corinthians, in verse number 10, it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. The saved, those who believe on Jesus Christ, who accept Jesus as their Savior, the Bible says they will rise, they will go to be with the Lord in the air, and then we will face a judgment. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And we will be judged according to what we did, whether it be good or whether it be bad. And the Bible teaches us in the books of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we're not going to read or look at those verses today because of time, but if you'd like to study this, you can look it up in your Bible, write down 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. The Bible teaches us there that those who are going to be in heaven will be judged by God, and He will try, He will judge their works, and if they have done anything for Him that pleases Him, they will receive a reward. And the works that they have done that does not please God will be burnt up, and they will suffer loss, meaning they will not be rewarded, though they themselves will be saved. So, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a child of God. God will not send me to hell. He's promised me eternal life. However, I will be judged by Him. 
And I will have to face God for what I've done in this body. And I will, I will face the reality of potentially being ashamed before God because I did not serve Him. And I will face the reality of potentially losing out on many rewards in heaven, losing out on many opportunities in heaven because I did not serve God. It's important that we work for our Lord because there's something at stake for us. We can miss out on much if we don't serve God. This is called the judgment seat of Christ. Now, in Revelation chapter 20, in verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is another judgment. We have two primary key judgments coming in the future. The judgment seat of Christ, where those who are the children of God will be judged by God. They will be rewarded if they've served Him well. They will suffer loss if they have not, but they themselves will be saved. The second judgment is the great white throne judgment. This is where everyone who is not born again, who is not a child of God, will stand before God and be judged according to their works, and they will be punished and cast into the lake of fire. Which of those resurrections are you going to be a part of? Who will be at the great white throne judgment? Who is it that's going to stand before God one day and be told, depart from me, I never knew you? Who is it that's going to stand before God one day and be cast into a lake of fire? Well, I'll say this to you. There will be many people who stand before God that day who believe in a God. There'll be many people who stand before God that day who believe the Bible to be true. There'll be many who stand before God that day and are cast into hell who preached about Jesus. There'll be many who stand before God that day who prayed to Jesus. There'll be many who stand before God that day who took the name of Jesus and called themselves a Christian. And God is going to say to them, I never knew you. I never knew you. 
God is going to say to a group of people one day that He's about to throw into a lake of fire, I never knew you. Now, why would He say to someone, I never knew you? Well, the reason He's saying to someone that He never knew them is because they are claiming that they knew Him. They are claiming that they belong to Him. They are claiming to be His children. They are claiming to be His servants. And He says, I never knew you. Who are these people? Well, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, and verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now, these people or talking about the fact, they're saying to God, hey, we prophesied in thy name. That means we preached for you. We cast out devils in thy name. We did many wonderful works in thy name. He says, sorry, I never knew you. You did not do the will of the Father. You see, many people think that you get to heaven, you get into God's kingdom, by serving God. No, you get into God's kingdom by doing the will of the Father. What is the will of the Father? That you believe on Him whom He has sent. That is the will and the work of the Father. God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die. He was put in an empty tomb. Three days later, the stone was rolled in front of the tomb. Three days later, the stone was rolled away. And men discovered that the tomb was empty. Because Jesus had risen from the dead. And He came and He died and He rose that we might be saved. And we must believe in Him. And believing on Jesus Christ is not working for Him. Believing on Jesus Christ is trusting in the work that He did that we might be saved. Jesus did not die to save righteous people. He did not die to save those who had proven to God their worthiness. He died for sinners. He died for the unrighteous. He died for those whose work doesn't measure up, which is all of us. And I rejoice today that I am not ever going to stand at the great white throne judgment and have God tell me that I never knew you and to be cast into a lake of fire because I have put my faith in Jesus Christ. Many of you watching this program, you came to this program today believing that your good works would save you. Believing that because you go to church that you would go to heaven. Believing because you pray that you would go to heaven. Believing because 
you have done something for God that you would go to heaven. I'm sorry, that's a lie. These people in Matthew 7 were people who completely believed that they deserved to go to heaven because they had served God and they went to hell. And you're going to go to hell as well if you don't stop thinking and believing that you are saving yourself through your good works. My friend, if your good works could save you, then please explain to me why Jesus died on a cross. The Bible says, I do, for I do, not, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Jesus would have died for no reason if we were made righteous because of, we, of, of our obedience to the law. We have not obeyed the law. You have not obeyed the law. Stop telling people that they have to obey the law to go to heaven because you yourself have not obeyed the law. We are all guilty before God. We sin every day. Neither you nor I know anyone who has not sinned and does not continue to sin. We are sinners. And we need salvation because there is coming a day when everyone will rise from the dust of the earth, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. I want to be in that group of people that arise to everlasting life. And those who arise to everlasting shame and contempt are those who did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ alone for their salvation. It's not faith plus your works. It's faith alone in Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. We get to heaven through grace, through our faith, through God's grace, plus nothing. And if you're dependent on your works, you're going to stand before the great white throne one day. You're going to be cast into hell. I don't want that to happen to you. That's why we have this program, because we want you to know the truth. Now, let me say to all of you, who are born again, and I don't know who that is, but some of you out there listening to me, you have stopped trusting in your own works. You don't believe your church can save you. You don't believe in your good works to save you. You believe that only Jesus is the way to heaven. And I say to you, then rise up and start telling people about it. Because the Bible teaches in Revelation 21 and verse 3, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Here's what you got to understand about these verses. God is talking about those who have trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior and arisen to everlasting life. And he says that he's going to wipe away the tears from their eyes. 
and that there'll be no more pain and no more death. Now, this can only be true if this is following the great white throne judgment where the unsaved are judged. And what we have to understand is that in the sequence of events in the future, what God, what God has told us is going to happen, we, the believers, are judged first. After that, there'll, be, there'll come a great battle on the earth called the Battle of Armageddon. After that, there'll be a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth. After that millennium will come the great white throne judgment where people are cast into hell. And then after that, God will wipe away all of our tears. Why are we crying? God has already given us a perfect body. We've already been glorified by Him and rewarded by Him. Why are we weeping? I'll tell you why we're weeping. Because we will have just witnessed every unsaved person who never trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior, we will have witnessed them being judged by an almighty God and thrown into an everlasting fire. We will notice them. We will know who they are. We will recognize them. We will recognize some of them to be our family members. We will recognize some of them to be our neighbors. We will recognize some of them to be people that we worked with every day and we kept our mouth shut about salvation. We have a responsibility as believers in Jesus Christ who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus who have been promised everlasting life, who look forward to arising one day and being given a glorified body and going to heaven. We have a responsibility to teach that truth to everyone else. We have a responsibility to tell people about this program and tell them, you need to listen to the fundamental hour. You need to hear the truth. We have a responsibility to witness for Jesus Christ. I beg of you, if you are a born-again believer watching this program, don't just keep the truth to yourself. Share it. Share it because if you don't, there will be a day you greatly regret not having shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preachers, if you're watching this, come. We will train you in evangelism to be very effective. We'll help you. And by all means, if you're watching this program and you came to this program today trusting in your own good works to save you, I beg of you, realize there's coming a day when God's going to judge. And if you've been trusting in your works to save you, He's going to say to you, I never knew you. You rejected my son you trusted in your works. You tried to add your works to what my son did, and I reject that. Because my son, Jesus Christ, his blood needs no help to try to add anything to the blood of my son. Cheapens what he did. Don't bring me your filthy rags of righteousness when I've given you the blood of my son. 
And any preacher who lies to you and tells you that that's not the truth, call him a liar and tell him what the Bible says because what I'm preaching to you is what the Bible says. We're saved by grace through faith and not of works, lest any man should boast. It's very clear in the Bible. I beg of you this morning, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ alone to save you, do it right now. Tell God you're a sinner. Tell God you understand you can't save yourself, that your works have nothing to do with it, that you deserve hell. And confess to God that you believe on Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God, that He did die, He did rise from the dead, and He and He alone is the Savior. God said He'd give you eternal life. And if you've done that, I beg of you, learn to share it with others. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour. Please contact us if you have any questions. We'd like to help you. God bless you.